With gratitude, we would like to acknowledge that Foundry Ridge Meadows is on the unceded, ancestral, traditional, and territorial land of the Catesy and Kwantlen people. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Peers in a Pod. My name is Connor, and today I'm joined by a, a young man, a youth who lived in our community and has a, a history of substance use and recovery and is here to talk a little bit about the journey that he went on. Um, so I think we're going to start off. Uh, I just have, you know, let's let's take it from maybe the beginning of it. So how did you, how did your life intersect with substances? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what was going on for you, maybe your understanding of, of how this part of your life and your journey to recovery started? Yeah, so it started uh, early high school, pretty much um, just started like, getting curious about uh, different things, you know, um, different substances and whatnot, you know, as most, it seems that most people do. Uh, some of us don't go all the way into trying things, but, you know, I went into trying things from curiosity. And then after a while of just being high all the time, really, I just kind of got tired of doing the same thing, you know, and it never really got to a point for me um, where it was super very, where it was very bad. But I saw a lot of people around me get to that point where it was uh, very like detrimental to their health and their life permanently um, in general. So I decided to kind of just start taking steps back to not just step back from those things and not get kind of sucked in and consumed by everything around me. So, yeah, that was the start of it for sure. It was around high school, the start of high school, though. Yeah. And something that's been a common thread from people that I've talked about so far in these episodes has been that shift or the change in intention when using. So like there's, you know, people usually start, like you said, exploring substances. And this is my experience as well, that usually they're, they're doing it to have a good time with their friends, or maybe they're in a social setting that they're not entirely comfortable with that helps them feel a little bit looser, able to maybe make some new connections or something the intention of taking that substance is having a good time, right? And then it, it can sometimes morph into where you're you're starting to use it in a self-medicated way or trying to avoid thoughts that you don't want to have or feelings that are uncomfortable, things like that. Did you find that you were experiencing that as well? Yeah, that was definitely a big part of it. You know, um, that's where I think the curiosity stems from for any of us, right? Is it's, it's through um, some sort of, yearning or want to feed um or replenish like a trauma response in a way you know in our brains um however we react to something you know using these substances is seems to always or often be like a way of self-medication like you said you know for us as people to whichever way we try for it to help us um or should we aim for it to our intentions of it helping us are it often seems that it's still it ends up being um a form of escapism you know so that was kind of the biggest part for me was it was easy to escape using whatever it was just smoking you know i could spend the whole day smoking and it wouldn't wouldn't bother me too much you know i also had less going on at the time because i was younger mm -hmm. and you know i didn't have a job or nothing i just had school to attend to and stuff but then 
even as I got older, I noticed it created like less care to move on and, you know, less, I cared less about getting a job or uh, not doing those things. You know, I was very content with just being where I was just smoking all day, doing all the time, making the little bit of money I could from whatever I was doing, you know, I was on the side and shit. And, um, so yeah, so it was, there's a second part to your question. I think it was, uh, I haven't touched on. Yeah. Uh, just that kind of that, that shift to, from that, um, uh, sort of recreational point to more of that self-medicated point. And I guess like, was, was there a part of you that, uh, like really realized that your your use of it was changing i guess yeah definitely like it start it's it started off as one of those things where it was a lot more recreational you know i was just curious and it was one of the things we did it wasn't i wasn't straight into it you know like how some people say like you do the things once and you're addicted or whatever it's not yeah. it's usually like that actually but it is an often thing of we do these things one time and then we like what it does. So we slowly start to do them more and more trying to escape uh, through that, whatever effect it has on us. Right. And so that was definitely something I noticed at first was I didn't start a very like right off the bat, uh, jumping into the pool, as you might say, but it started to slowly become more and more of something that I did more and more often. And then I, I remember it very, specifically to a not the day obviously I don't remember the dates but I remember it very specifically in my mind like how the the thought process behind it where I hit a day I can't remember what was happening or anything but it was just a thought in my head of this is too much like I'm doing this too much you know because it slowly I was doing it say on the weekends and then it was on the weekends and a few times throughout the week and then it was every day all throughout the week but only once a day or so. And then it was, you know, multiple so, times a day earlier in the day, all throughout whenever I could. And then, it, you know, yeah. it's whenever that thing. And so um, I just, I just remember hitting a point where it was, you know, at like pretty much every day. I was, it was almost to that point, not quite to the point where it was all the time, um, all the, every time, you know, I could kind of thing. I was at the point where it was pretty much just about an everyday thing at mm -hmm. least realize like damn this is consuming me is you know this is kind of controlling me instead of me using it as a form of medication or whatever it is you know self-medication because that's how it started like i said right and yeah slowly starts consuming you more and more and there's that's like the hard part i find in a lot of people is where we start using you know and we think we have things under control and whatever a sense of it doesn't have to be substance but we start doing something with a sense of control and we can often get so um, consumed by it, you know, that we lose sight of how much we're letting ourselves uh, be used by it or how much we're using it. Because we often, you know, we can become so consumed by these things where it goes from us using these substances to, you know, these substances using us in a way. Right. So, yeah, I just remember hitting that point where. I just very kind of felt like that. I don't know why I just had this feeling or this thought where it was like, yo, this is too much. I need to slow down. And I didn't at the time, right. It was like one of those thoughts that kind of go through your head and you kind of pass it off at the time. Right. Cause I was high or whatever. So I forgot about it within a few hours or an hour or so. Um, but it was still like a reoccurring thing in my head that I thought about was this is getting too much, you know, but it started to become one of those thoughts that was, that I was escaping from in a way, you know, so it became less and less and quieter and quieter. And then I just didn't, wouldn't think about it for a while. And then 
it's one of those things where you're once you're in that space you know um of it be, being so consumed by a substance like whatever it is you know that it comes into a part or a time space whatever where you kind of you're aware of the consumption it has over you and the hold it has over you but you're unaware of it at the same time because you're so you're in it you know what i mean like you're surrounded by it so it's almost like you can see all the little things that it's creating and all the little problems that's creating but you maybe can't see the whole perspective of oh it's because of this one thing that i've been doing for so long and that this one habit that i haven't been able to change for so long yeah and i think i think you touched on something that is is very relatable i caught myself like you know my my history as well i've dabbled in in i i had a kind of a, an issue with substance use regarding like marijuana it was probably the big one for me um mm-hmm. was like kind of like that like you said like that daily kind of consumption of it and but i think that point that you touched on of people who maybe are struggling with their substance use have probably long before they talk about it with anybody else or even before other people realize they themselves are very aware that it's it's probably a problem, right? Like they've probably already had that thought to themselves long before it comes yeah. up for anybody else, right? And they probably consistently have it. And I think that's that's kind of a, the tough part to maybe grapple with when you're starting to make changes is that kind of idea of like shame or, um, you know, that, that whole, like you mentioned, that whole that the substances kind of almost have over you, right? Of there's that dependence of escaping from negative thoughts yet, it's fueling negative thoughts just by engaging with it. Right. So it's kind of a bit of that cycle. Um, But in, in talking about that kind of cycle, what were some coping strategies that you used once you had decided, Hey, you know, this is what's going on for me. I want to make some changes. What sorts of things did you utilize? Maybe it was stuff that you did or people in your life. What supported you in making those changes? Yeah. So definitely the first thing I'd say was, um meditation was one of the biggest ones because that was one of the reasons I started that stuff was a very it was a very spiritual start you know um and I was just always very into spirituality and stuff in that sense you know not religiously but just as personal practice and uh meditation was probably the biggest thing that helped me start to get off of it because it gave me the time it was all based around intention so um that's one of the biggest parts that you you learn about with meditation is uh the the basis for of intention so i would just make the intention to every time it's kind of like uh setting up your future in a way right that's the way i think about it. like you're creating your own future or telling your own future is that's the easiest way to look at it because when you tell it to yourself like that it's less likely or it makes it um easier for you to follow through with these things so i would sit and i tell myself okay the next time i think about doing this I'm going to go and I'm going to remember and I'm making the intention now in the present moment to in the future, remember the feeling and think, okay, whenever, when I get that feeling or that craving of, I want to go do this, I'm instead going to go the opposite way. And I'm going to go meditate for a bit, right? Instead of going and using whatever it is, I'm going to go and meditate and just breathe for a bit and just observe and just, just just breathe and meditate for a little bit and just kind of clear my head from that that space and that was one of the biggest things for sure um and then also you know that's something that was like a personal approach you know that was something that anybody we can do anywhere as long as you have that little bit of self-control to just slow down that was the a list that I use actually um is 
the the to do I call it the do list, right? Whenever you you kind of are you can use it in many different cases. Whenever you're feeling uh, craving for a substance, whenever you're feeling stressed out, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed and shit, anxious, depressed, I use it in a bunch of different scenarios. But um, it's basically just a list, and it's slow down, observe, and repeat kind of thing. It was very simple. There's two other ones in there that I use, but it's basically just the idea of when you have an overwhelming thought or something that's just going through your brain that you feel like you can't run from. All it takes is, you know, I snap to do it. Cause it's like that sharp sound just makes my, I've trained my brain to do it, but I'll just take deep breath, whatever, you know, and just kind of let go. And for a second, instead of attaching to whatever thought it is, observe and slow down and just watch the thought, think about the thought even deeper than just the thought itself. Right. Think about why you're thinking of it, whatever it is, just to distract yourself from being consumed from that thought of use or whatever it is right and then after you slow down and observe observe the thought then you can kind of choose how you're going to react to it from there right mm-hmm. and so that so and beyond that um other than like personal things that i just had to do internally and set up myself internally was people around me right and that's probably the biggest thing is you know it's hard for people to cut off certain people and um it's always hard for us to you know kind of not even cut off because I don't believe that's a healthy thing at all but to separate ourselves from people you know what I mean and that's a hard thing that it seems for a lot of us to do but it's also probably one of the most necessary is because almost all times when we're as substance users and of any level or of any sort we have people that we use with right we have people that we do those things with and then we hang around with because us as humans nobody really likes being lonely so we find people to do things with and one of the hardest things I've found with people, myself, and just everybody around me that I've known try to get clean, the hardest thing for them to get past, even through the end, like even after doing all these different procedures or processes of getting clean and doing all this stuff, right? The biggest thing that seemed to make a lot of people relapse and or not even be able to start is the people they're around. Um, and that was for myself included I found that so I just found the hardest part you know we love people we love our friends our family whoever it is but if those people are um, influencing or enabling bad habits we have to surround us or separate ourselves from those people and there's always going to be that kind of space between separating yourself from negative influences and finding positive ones there's always going to be that time and space between the two where we can we uh sorry we find that bit of loneliness you know and we experience that mass bit of loneliness but that period of loneliness always lasts just for anybody you know who is going through that stage or feels like that stage in their life might need to be coming up that stage of loneliness always lasts shorter than we think you know what i mean it's always a lot shorter than you think it is and it's never should be as scary as you th- as you see it to be, because if you're on the path of going from, you know, maybe you feel like you need to separate from certain people in your life and stuff, because that's one of the biggest things I think, you know, as strong as people as we as strong as a human can be, you know, you I don't think it, it not that you can't do it, but it's very hard for someone to be in the same position and change. You know what I mean? You can't be surrounded by people using and hang out with all your friends that use or the stuff you're trying to quit every day and be like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Just cold turkey like that, right? That's very hard for people to do. If you can do that, then 
that's a blessed thing. But I don't even think I don't think that cold turkey thing is even healthy in a way because I think it creates this um, kind of like a, a wall built need for those things in the future as well. From what I've seen, you know, people who quit cold turkey, I've seen them, you know, often just constantly crave it. But it's more just a discipline thing that keeps them from not using. Right. But yeah, so there's always that bit of loneliness, whatever. That's what I was getting back to is that shift between separating people. But that was, yeah, that's probably the two biggest things that I found was meditation and just learning to separate myself from people that I didn't deem um, positive influences anymore, or I didn't deem or couldn't find to have like a positive impact on my life besides supporting my use, you know what I mean? Or supporting whatever bad habits that I was in. That was the biggest two things I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that, that comes from having that, like you had mentioned before, setting that intentions, having this idea of here's where I am, here's where I'd like to go. Right. And and then having that uh, move, like that direction going forward enables a lot of your decisions to kind of become a little bit clearer. I think kind of like with what you're talking about, maybe it's, it's a need to distance yourself from some of the people they're influencing it or some of, you know, whatever's going on in your environment, maybe you need, uh, maybe you need a work change or something like that. Or maybe you need to, to, to just change something up that is contributing to what you're having difficulty with. And I think that only comes from being able to understand where you currently are, what's going on for you, what's influencing these, what's contributing to it and what, what needs to change for you to get to where you want to be. Yeah, meditation's sure. a great way to to find that for sure. Um, so, did you have any in, in talking about that and, ha- and like talking about direction of where I want to be? Did you have any goals that were like specific or actionable that that you were using um, to to kind of make those changes in your life? Um, those were things I had in my life. So, one thing I had was uh, I own a, com- a small skateboard company um, and stuff, or it's just a d- general. Uh, brand that we're starting up me and some friends but that was one thing that I had you know to be able to kind of distract myself from um but one thing I found was that kind of always fell through there was like the lack of like inhibition to do anything else for a while you know and I found that over time I just had to it took it took a lot more time than anything else but it was kind of that swing between separation and loneliness and uh reaching out to new people you know, that had been on the other side of the Mm. journey and stuff. And because like I said, I don't believe cutting people off is a healthy thing at all. I believe we just need separation. And sometimes and sometimes we just need that loneliness or that bit of isolation to be able to help us understand how to balance the relationships we have better. But I don't believe, I believe that's the biggest part is just balance between things, you know? Um, And so that was the, that was a big part was just slowly starting to, move those things over and i used my company as kind of a a means of switching focus but at times it often became just distraction and i found that it would actually cause me to just like relapse i i guess hyper focused into uh the brand and the company and then i'd get excited about something or whatever i'd be super into it and then it wouldn't work out exactly the way I thought, or I'd hit a point where I had to go learn something more than I had with a certain subject, whatever it is. And then I'd get discouraged from that. And I'd often end up just 
what from whatever roadblock or path I found myself hit the end of, I would always find myself kind of veering back sometimes and veering off of focus and dedication and drive for building that. And it just always came back to the uh, want and support of substance of whatever it is. Right. And I found that over time, the one thing that I found to help myself, excuse me, from, from kind of veering from those things, hitting those roadblocks and stuff was just like stepping back. I found I made it a thing for myself to, um, instead of, you know, we always want to be reacting to something. We, 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 we're going this way down this path and then something stops us. So we always want to switch, right? I need to go be, I always need to be doing something right. We always, so we're all so, uh, excuse me. We're all very overstimulated nowadays. And so I think slowing down was the biggest thing for me. That was one of the things on the list was stop, slow down, observe and eat. That's what it was, I believe. And so that was one of the biggest things was just slowing down and stopping for a bit is not always having to do something, not always having to be smoking or being high or uh, putting something in myself or being around people or not always having to be consuming something or creating something, just being able to be. And that's part of a med- the meditation, I guess, a bit, but it doesn't have to be meditative if you feel like that is has to be a certain way people you know see meditation as a certain way when i say it i kind of just mean i can sit here and meditate as i'm talking to you right now just by being in the present mm-hmm. so that was the biggest thing was just being able to give myself the space and time to just be still and just be kind of you know and not having to kind of retraining my brain to not have to do anything and not at feeling guilty for it, not feeling like I had to be doing something, being okay with just be like sitting and just looking at a wall even, you know, like, so that's even one thing I'll just do is just look at a wall. Cause it, there's always something there. Even if you look at like a black screen, you know, you, you look at it for long enough to start to see, you start to see the little colors, it's like closing your eyes, you know, same type of thing. But I feel like that's a big thing nowadays is we always feel like we have to be doing something, you know what I mean? Especially with media and all this stuff, it teaches tells us oh you gotta be you gotta go do this you gotta do this side hustle whatever you gotta do this and you this we're so over stimulated nowadays that it seems like nobody can sit still and i think that that letting myself just slowing down and allowing myself to have moments um whatever it is you know whenever certain thoughts pop up or whatever um just having those moments to allow myself to sit and be still that was a very big one. Yeah. And I think, I think it's interesting starting from like the the beginning of your story in that your interest in substances was kind of in that spiritual connection sort of uh, aspect of it. And then, you know, that seemed to be really your road from recovery. And that was that spiritual aspect of it. And it really, from the, the sense that I get from when you're describing like your story and your journey is um, really like a finding a sense of self and a sense of comfort in yourself, right? Like, you know, there's, there's always going to be influences that are stressful from the outside where we're human beings, you know, the world is what it is so that we need to work to, to live and, and do all that kind of stuff. And there's always going to be stresses and external things. Um, but you know, there, there is, there is like a peace 
after the negative thoughts that you have. And I think a lot of people have difficulty in, in reaching that because it's very uncomfortable to sit with those negative thoughts. And usually those are the first ones that pop up when we begin to sit quietly with ourselves, right? But there is there is an end to those and there's more after that, right? There is, there's something beyond the boredom that we feel when we just sit there, right? There's boredom is that, that kind of sensation from our, our minds of like, we need to do something. Let's stimulate ourselves. Let's do whatever. And in, in a, you know, a technologically advanced age, it's as easy as pulling something out of your pocket and doom scrolling for 30 minutes. Right. But sitting there through that, you you can start to find some really profound you know things that that come after the negative thoughts that you worry about all day that come after the mind numbing boredom of well, you know what am i going to do now right i think a lot of people those are those kind of what you had mentioned those obstacles in our pathway that we tend to divert off of is that big you know seemingly immovable object right mm-hmm. that that kind of comes right in front of us and it's like okay what am i going to do let's change to a different path let's um you know let's take a substance and just completely try and forget about it right and and just walk away from it um but there's something pretty pretty profound that can happen if you just kind of pop a squat right there in front of that object and just kind of take a look at it understand what it is right exactly yeah no that's that's exactly what i was getting at there with that one is you know just being able to like you said it's what probably the hardest thing for a lot of us to do is just to be able to sit in front of those you know people call them demons in a way or things that we build up for ourselves those blockages right and but that's often the best way to go about it like you said like we can sit it's very easy as to for us to get overwhelmed and pull out our phones and doom scroll for 30 minutes or, you know, go and get high for an hour, a couple hours or whatever it is. But when you think about it, it's, it's easier to do that because those types of things pass time quicker. Right. But when we sit with ourselves and those thoughts or whatever it is, and we take, you know, say you take that 30 minutes of doom scrolling and smoking and getting high. um, And you put that into just sitting with that thought sitting in front of whatever thing it is that you know is creating that sort of emotional blockage or whatever that 30 minutes will turn into it'll feel longer than 30 minutes when you sit with that thing and you'll get you'll get through a lot more every time than you think you will sitting with those thoughts and with those problems in your own head than you would get you know if you were doom scrolling for those 30 minutes you're not going to get anything out of scrolling and you know doing drugs for 30 minutes you can go do that anytime but if you go and sit with your those thoughts for just 30 minutes 20 minutes whatever the same amount of time that you would go spend doing engaging or indulging in the thought the negative thought the negative process whatever it is you spend that same amount of time with the thought itself just observing it and trying to pick it apart and think about why it is there and why you know that part of your brain is the way it is you'll always get farther than you think, you know, like you said, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Once you do reach through those walls, you know what I mean? It, like you said, it, it always feels like it's going to take longer. It always feels like it's going to be a harder thing than it is, but then it's not. And once you reach through there, it's like you said, it's like a, it's a feeling of like a nirvana or euphoria, you know, you just feel released from something, you know, mm-hmm. in a very, yeah. So I think during this, this last bit of, of our time here together, was there any personal anecdotes? It can be a moment from your recovery that was very meaningful for you or, you know, something that, uh, some sort of, 
uh, epiphany that that you know struck for you or, or really just anything a message of hope for people whatever you you feel like you want to to share about this topic really um recently a homie of mine passed away from substance abuse rest in peace um and it was just late last year kind of out of nowhere kind of thing and uh a little bit about his story real quick for him is uh just to feed into it is he was going to rehab and stuff and then he was kicked out over um going against some of the policies they had at the place and it was uh on terms of he had intercourse with some other person there and it was you know men and women separated and stuff and so he was released from that and i won't get into the details of it whatever but um it, it seemed pretty unfair to us that he got kicked out because of the circumstances and it wasn't um just seemed it was very like sporadic and unjust it seemed the way he got released from the rehab center and in the time of him being out of that rehab center and uh in the process of going being transferred to a new one he sadly uh passed away um in that time in that very short time and so that uh was a very big like kind of reflective call for all of us you know in terms of not even just substance but um just life in general you know he was very young he was like one of the youngest of all of our friends and family and so that kind of brought a lot of reflection for me um upon just thing life in general really you know substance and abuse of things being a big part of that because I see that as a big part of just all of our lives whether it's whatever it can be you know technology um to any type of substance we use all that stuff it can, seems to consume us a lot and one of the biggest things that I found helped me um was another homie of mine I recently was talking to about you know quitting the and uh just kind of the, the the journey of cleaning up and, you know, getting yourself to a point of more positive balance because that we were talking, that's pretty much what we're talking about is just, that's what this whole journey is about, right? It's just trying to get from a point of where you are and that negative, negative programming or negative balance of self and trying to find a more positive and healthier balance of self, you know? And one of the things he said that helped me a lot was probably most of anything was it doesn't have to be something that's white or black, or it doesn't have to be something that happens right away. And it often won't be something that happens right away. It often won't be something that appears white or black or as if a switch was flipped, right? He said it's often going to be, or always going to be something that, happens gradually like the growth of a person right where you look at yourself in the mirror every day ever since you were a little kid but you don't visually grasp how much you've changed right like you can't visually a and b in your own head oh this is what i looked like when i was five compared to 15 20 right you can't visually be a picture that's external of you shown to you like that right and it's the same type of things with um, substance use and abuse of any sort right is we often don't see the change happening or it's harder to see the change happening you know because it's it's often always such a slow process 
But just to remember that that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be black and white. It's not supposed to be a quick flip switch. It's supposed to be a gradual process to success and to whatever you want to get to. Because that's always the way that things should naturally go is just nothing should be forced. Don't try to force anything, you know, just get yourself there one little baby step at a time. And before you know it, you'll be there. That was pretty much it. Yeah. That's great. And what a, what a wonderful note to, to leave off on. Um, thank you so much for, for sharing your experience. Some, some of those words of wisdom, it was lovely speaking to you. Um, yeah. And, uh, we will come back to talk with, uh, another person sharing their experience on the next episode of Pearson pod. Thanks for listening. 